Samantha Lewis here with Pearson, and I'm so excited to introduce Jay Heiser and Barry Render, authors of the number one operations management title in the market. On today's podcast, they'll be speaking about NASCAR pit crews. Thanks, Samantha. I'm Barry Render here with my co-author, Jay. Jay, have you noticed the efficiency and the speed of a NASCAR pit crew? Uh, you know, we start chapter 10 in our book, which deals with uh, motion time studies, and we open it with a global profile on NASCAR called High Performance Teamwork Makes the Difference Between Winning and Losing. And indeed, Jay, you've been a professional, semi-professional race car driver for over 40 years. You know that a second difference in the pit stop in the pit can make a difference between winning a race and losing a race. I think this is a fascinating example of operations management in action. Well, Barry, it's a fascinating example indeed and a demonstration, a real application of OM techniques. Pit stops can make a huge difference in a NASCAR race. And from Formula One to IndyCar, as well as NASCAR, auto racing focused on excellence in the pit crews within a set of very high, very specific rules, which are developed by each of the sanctioning bodies. Yes, the rules vary, whether it's NASCAR or Formula One, which is a different type of racing, um, or Indy 500. And at NASCAR, they allow a crew of five to go what's called over the wall. In other words, go right up to the car during the pit stop. It used to be six a few years ago. These are usually very strong athletic individuals. For example, their ranks include uh, C.J. Bailey, who's a former running back, um, college running back, who's become NASCAR's premier tire carrier. And Caleb Dirks, who's a former pitching prospect for the Atlanta Braves, uh, who now sprints out with his hydraulic device and 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 pumps the car airborne. Uh, these guys, by the way, Jay, these experienced guys on a top crew can make $500,000 a year in salary. Uh, the five individuals who go over the wall, there are two tire changers, one tire carrier, a jack man, and a gas man. Yeah, but put these guys through some really pretty significant human factors evaluation before they hire them too, Baron. In addition to the athleticism required of the pit crews, there are a lot of rules for each of these sanctioning bodies. For instance, in a NASCAR race, the car must be stopped before anyone goes over the wall, and the removed tires must stay in the assigned pit area. There's one compressor allowed, one air compressor with nitrogen allowed, two special built impact wrenches, and one standardized, very awkward jack. And then you're allowed to put in two cans, each with eight gallons of gasoline at each pit stop. As you analyze the history of NASCAR pit stops, we learn how motion and time studies have improved the process. For example, you're going to love this, Jay, early tire changers put four of these big lug nuts, lug bolts in their mouth. Uh, they one lug nut was already loaded, preloaded in the gun in order to speed up the handling. And then they, they think they figured it out to reduce the four mouth to wheel motions uh, they devised a way to glue the lug notes to the wheel prior to the wheel going on. And as, as awkward as the jack is, it takes just one pump now by the right guy to lift the car. Yeah, the quality and coordination training of the five athletes that go over the wall is critical, as are the constraints imposed by the tools and equipment. The rule is to analyze both tools and personnel prior to performing the motion studies and related time studies. In the text, we show how to use flow diagrams, process charts, and activity charts to analyze things like NASCAR pit stops. 
And listeners may want to look at our solved problem example using an activity chart in chapter 10, which actually is an example of a NASCAR pit stop. In most OM tasks, there's an opportunity to improve tools and personnel, which should be looked at prior to actually doing the time studies. But in the case of NASCAR, tools are prescribed. All teams use the same tools, jack, impact wrenches, et cetera. Interestingly, NASCAR, to speed up the pit stop somewhat, has moved from the five lug wheel nut to a single bolt, single bolt holding on the wheel. By way of further analysis, we also note in our text, this has become a digital world. And the digital world is now using cameras to analyze the motions prior to actually performing the activity charts and so forth that analyze the pit stops or other activities for the rim. The, the, the cameras are suspended in the case of the pit stop at NASCAR, the, the cameras are suspended over the pit stop to get a picture of all the motion of the, of the five crew members in a very detailed way as you do the analysis, all right? NASCAR can now do a pit stop in about 12 seconds, which is a four wheel change and two eight gallon containers of gas. However, F1 can change four wheels in two to three seconds. The trick, change the tools, change the process and personnel. F1 uses two simple jacks, no fuel was added and 16 people, right? The performance of well-trained high performance crews is so phenomenal the teams are now laying their expertise to others. And Barry, you've got a couple examples, I think, of hospitals using Fit One technology. Yeah, I'll mention a hospital, I'll mention a manufacturer also. It, Britain's largest children's hospital, uh, the handoff from surgery to the ICU uh, had many mistakes uh, during this process. So when the, uh, the patient, the surgery is completed on the patient, the handoff is the procedure where the, all the tubes and so on are disconnected, reconnected, as they prepare to move the patient out of the OR. So they asked Ferrari's racing team, uh, that's an F1 team, uh, to revamp the patient handoff after surgery. And the first thing Ferrari did was they invited a bunch of doctors from the hospital to attend the Grand Prix that was taking place in, in Britain uh, to get a closer look at the pit stops and what goes on there. And Ferrari uh, then was invited into the operating room to watch the handoff that took place there. And Ferrari wrote, and listen to my quote, Jay, we are not impressed with the clumsy, chaotic, and informal process that appears in the operating room. So, you know, each Ferrari team member is required to do a specific job in a specific sequence and in silence. In the hospital, there are several conversations going on at once, different team members disconnecting and reconnecting equipment uh, in no particular order. So once Ferrari came in, um, the errors dropped by 40% and they had a faster uh, handoff time. So that I found that really interesting because, as you know, a lot of these mistakes are very costly in terms of lives and in terms of money in hospitals, too. Now, in terms of a manufacturing example, McLaren, which is another Formula One racing team, was asked to analyze a pharmaceutical manufacturer's uh, process. They made uh, a lot of lots of small batches of different products. And their setup times, which is a topic we discuss in chapter 16 in the book, isn't it, Jay? Yes, chapter 16, we cover a setup time reduction extensively. Yeah, uh, so they, they said uh, we, we, we have to be able to get our two-hour two hour, uh, downtime between the setups uh, lowered. And, and McLaren came in and said, look, we can change four tires in two seconds. 
And they set up the same principles we were talking about before of the pit stop, and that reduced the lost time by 60% and, and sped up the, um, you know, the, the changeovers dramatically. It's just all about everyone knowing their job and doing it well in a pit stop and in a pit crew. Yeah. Barry, I might add that the other operation uh, advantage of fast, fast handover in the operating room is that there's a high correlation between infection rates and the length of an operation. So the faster we can do the closing of the wound and getting patients out of the operating room, close up the system with fewer infections that I would have. Right. To examine NASCAR pit stops, we begin to appreciate the importance and comprehensiveness of selection of equipment, the training of personnel, and the methods analysis necessary to improve performance. They all play a part in efficiency, not only in time saved, but perhaps in lives. Barry, thanks for joining me today and look forward to our next podcast. Thanks. Same here, Jay.